Hey everyone, welcome again to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events happening in and around Central Florida. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Damn Nick. Okay, who is this now? <laughs> That's your new name, Damn Nick. Damn Nick. Yeah. It's Nick's, by the way. So everybody's aware, <laughs> Nick's. Don't listen to what Tony comes with his propaganda-ish you know, not Nick's and comments there. No, Dom, it's, damn Nick. It's Nick's. You know, the reason I thought about it is our, when we were texting earlier today and mm-hmm. I saw asked you if you if you saw the movie Your Name. Yeah. And you're like, oh, the one that ended said. I'm like, it didn't intend. Damn Nick. And, well, that was, no, and, was, like, and then I was like, you know, that's going to be his name today. Damn Nick. Uh, but it was there was a part that it was like, no, I no, thought no. it was going to you, you got to have that kind of like what's well, about to drop sad and then. Maybe there's a happy ending after that. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, of course, of course. But yeah, the movie was good. Uh, that would be for another review for another day. But how you been, bro? I've been good. Uh, kind of stressful couple of days, but yeah, well, we're, we're in the middle of the election count right now, everyone. So yeah, so we won't get into political. Topics I wasn't really even that. It was that. It was just that, uh, that, well, that's a major one for this week, though. For every, no, for sure, for, for everybody. everybody. Although I am, I, I like, I okay, so. I stopped gambling when I turned 21 mm-hmm. because um, I think it was my 21st birthday. I was on a cruise ship, casino cruise ship, whatever. Yeah. And I lost like $300 within like 10 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the reason I stopped gambling was because it was fun. Like, and I thought that I'm like, I cannot invest money into something that losing money is fun. Yeah. So, but this whole election thing got me like. Man, I kind of miss gambling. I was like, <laughs> that kind of thrill, like, oh, what's going to happen? Am I going to win? The, the Jack, excitement. Jackpot, jackpot. Like, <laughs> it just has my edge. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I might have I, to go to casino with a couple thousand dollars. I know. I don't I don't gamble or mm-hmm. I do. I When I do, I don't, I have a limit. I'm like, I have like a hundred bucks, go out. Yeah. But my best, the best, uh, I guess, gambling experience I had was on my uh, honeymoon. Mm-hmm. It was because me and my wife we like planned it. It was like, all right, we'll just go, and we'll start off with. I'm like, let's do like 400 bucks each or 500 bucks <laughs> each for the because we we're there for like a week. So it was yeah. like, let's do, let's do 400 each or 300 each. I forgot yeah. the amount. So the first night we get there, and she's like, oh, I'm gonna start playing. So she starts playing her penny slots, and she wins like 400 bucks. Yeah. So she's like, dope. That covers an excursion for the next day. So that, that <laughs> night we go to the the, the concierge or the desk mm. and we're like, yo, can we do an excursion? She's like, all right, boom, paid for it. So then the next night, the following day, I was like, there was like a, a, a slot machine gambling, a slot machine tournament. It's like 20 bucks. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll probably get a T-shirt or something. So I'm like, I'm, it's like, it's all you have to do is press the buttons as fast as you can so it can roll fast. So I'm like, do, 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 just go, 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 go. So this old lady next to me, she's like killing it. Like to the point, my wife was like, damn, you're going to lose. And I'm like, I know. But for like in the last like four seconds, I hit jackpot like five times and I won. So she's like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, I won. She's like, what do we get? She was like, oh, $500. I was like, what? She's like, yeah. So I was like, we're getting the drink package. <laughs> so that paid the drink package for the whole for the whole week. See, but this is where we differ, and I think this is why I'm I cannot gamble. You win five hundred dollars, you automatically like let's do the A, B, and C. I win five hundred dollars. I'm like, yo, let's see if we can make it thousand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's triple our money right it's, now. I swear, if like if you can, if you have a gambling pun 
as a name, let's say whatever, my name would be Let It Ride. <laughs> <laughs> just because, I don't know, something about that thrill, just pa- like... Papa needs a new lens. <laughs> no yeah that, it's it's just interesting yeah but oh, uh no it, it, uh, but yeah like that's how i've been feeling the last couple like well just this last night but otherwise yeah. um it's just the end of the month stuff you know like trying to get st- certain things done mm-hmm. but otherwise man i'm of excited course. it's a new month it's a new opportunity see what new so, things come yeah, out so halloween's over so the start of so christmas sad. season is starting so sad but i love halloween yeah so, um, we'll get in right into one of the topics. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. More on, we're going to get into topics in a little bit. So, me and Nick, we were talking about how um, it started in a, com- a, a video of Paul Rudd. And he was handing in Brooklyn, I think it was, or in the Bronx, he was handing out cookies for people in line voting. And I was like, yo, that is so, like, that's not something you normally see, don't see from a celebrity mm-hmm. like that. So, I was like, you know what? That's a person I would have want to have a beer with. So that it came into conversation that me and it is going to come up with 10 people or 10 celebrities in some sense to have a beer with, to either have one beer or several. So we're going to go down our list <laughs> and I want to see what Nick got. Who, you know, what? I'll go first. Go for Just it. Go first. All right. So my first pick is Adam Sandler. Okay. I think this, I think he is funny. I think he, he, he's a big part of. My teenage movie loving, because uh, of Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Mr. Deeds, Eight Crazy Nights. So there was a lot of movies that, and I'm like, and he's always been the same, isn't that? And I, and I've seen videos of him, like people just meeting him in public, mm-hmm. and I feel he's like so humble. He's like down to earth and just chill, cool guy. I'm like, that's a person I want to have a beer with. Mm-hmm. That's 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 one. All right. So then next on my list is Hideo Kojima. Kojima. You're going to have to go into detail, buddy. He is uh, he's a Japanese video game developer. Okay. He's the one that did Death Stranding. Um, he did Metal Gear Solid. He he was doing um, he was doing another uh, he did I don't know if he did not Resident Evil. He did, I know he did Metal Gear Solid and he did uh, De- uh, Death Stri- uh, right, uh, Stranding. Mm-hmm. So his, his visuals and his storytelling are really good. So I just was like, I just want to be in the mind of a game developer. Okay. So that's so mine's are a little bit off. So uh the next one is is Rain Wilson, who plays Dwight from the office. Okay. Uh, he I know he plays like a bassinet. Uh, a uh, yeah bassinet. He he's a musician, he writes, he's a producer, so I feel like and he's in one of my favorite shows. Obviously yeah. Uh, the office. Uh next would be Nick Offerman. Okay. Uh, he's in my second favorite show, Parks, Parks and Rec. Rex, yeah. But I love the fact that he is a builder. He's a craftsman. He so I, I, I think I could, I, I could just go into a whole heap of mm. just conversation on how to build stuff, or just come up with ideas to build something with him. Yeah. All right. So the next one, let's see. All right. So this is a duo. I don't know if okay. this would be considered for one. This is comes in a package. Okay. Is Deezus and Marrow. the you put me on to them and i and i think they have a showtime show and i think i watch them every time and i it gives me a vibe of like our own family member just us hanging with family member like somebody could just literally discuss anything with and it just becomes a laugh riot yeah to go back and forth they're cool like that i like them all right so how what was that that was five right 
Well, one, you said that, that you want to count that as one? one? Yeah. Those two guys yeah. as one? Okay. Because they're a team. So mm-hmm. Adam Sandler, Hideo Kojima, mm-hmm. Ryan Wilson, Rain Wilson mm-hmm. Nick Offerman, yep. Jesus Zemero. Yep. Okay. The next one is Tim Burton. Okay. I think his movies are iconic and they have this quirky uh, visual to them. And um, a core, a, like a not sometimes they're not original storytellings, but mm-hmm. I think he puts his own his own twist to them. Yeah, that makes him interesting. And I always like that dark, um, uh, intriguing. Uh, I'm trying to figure. There's a certain word I want to see. It's like not wacky, uh, eclectic, or no. eclectic. Yeah, it's whimsical. Yeah. That's the word I was like, very dark, whimsical look that he feel that he has, and that's yeah. somebody, and I like it, and I geared towards that, like through when I read like Edgar Allan Poe, and those types of uh, literature. Yeah. So I feel like a beer with him, just talking about, just think these are people I just like. I want to just pick their brains at. Uh, the next one that's six, right? So seven is Todd McFarlane. Okay. Uh, the creator sponsor. You already know who that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I try to carry. I, I, he has. He was one of ours, you could say, uh, first introduction to toy collecting okay. or yeah, action yeah. figure collecting. Yeah. He, we, yeah. His uh, his figures for the McFarlane series, which I think still goes on, are super good. They're like little statues because they're super detailed. I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, oof, I had a huge collection. <laughs> All right. So that's seven. Okay. Right. All right. So the n- next three are... Uh, the next one is uh, another another director. Mm. You know what? I'm gonna switch it up. So uh, the next one is Dan Harmon, the creator of yeah. um, uh, Rick uh, and Morty. Rick and Morty, yeah. And uh, he did Community. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did. He was a. I think he was in Thirty Rock. He was a writer. I think no, he wasn't. He was a Community and Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. two good shows. So these last two, I don't. This is these are way off to. Uh, not all, one of them is not off the spectrum, but we'll go with this one first. Would be Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. So just about the cosmos, and I think I just want to get drunk with all of them and just talk about space, yeah, and planets, interstellar galaxies, and black holes. Okay. With him, and lastly, I don't know if you would. He's he is famous in his own category. But at the same time, I don't think people know who he is. It was uh, Michael Bush 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 Loss Bush Loss oh, Michael me, Bush Loss. Give me details. He is an American historian on U.S. presidencies and American history. Okay. And I I, I have a fascination with history, mm. or I'm starting to develop more fascination of history and, um. And I think I, I had, I was like, you know, a drunk history, but when I was talking with a real historian. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just real, real life facts through a historian's point of view of, of the, the, what is the U.S. presidency and all the stories in and outs and in between and the secret societies and all that. Okay. And uh, honorable mention. This would this is that's my ten, but my, I don't know but mentioned my eleventh that it was that got cut out last second was Gus Van Sant. Who's that? He was a director for two of my favorite movies, Goodwill Hunting and Finding Forrester. He did Elephant, too. Okay. That's another another good movie. Yeah. Okay. So, so that that's, that's my list. 10. That's my ten. What do you think of my ten? I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, 
I think we went a little different way with it. Not necessarily because, I mean, I picked a lot of directors too. But, like, you pick directors, like, that you like their work as far as vision and stuff like that. Um, so, like, you basically you picked based on their, what I guess, what their talents were and stuff like that. So, I get it. and 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 But I guess, and I'll show you kind of why it was, except for, like, the only, the only one that I agreed with you and I would have picked him if I didn't know that he was on your list was Adam Sandler. But that's the only one that you picked it based on how I pick, picked a lot of them, which was, yes, his work was influential, but you said that his who he was, like how he was personally, yeah, seemed like a cool guy. And that's kind of where I was going. I was like, I was looking for people who I liked their work, but specifically because something about their work indicates that their personality might be somebody who could, would be cool to get. vibe with. Exactly. Okay. So I do like your picks and I get it. Um, but I guess we picked it for that. Because if you would have told me, like, I would have picked, let's say you picked Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson because of all his knowledge, but also because, you know, he's like a like a weird comedian. And he seems like he would joke around with that stuff. Yeah. And I'd like to see what happens if he gets drunk and he starts joking around about, like, all the scientific knowledge that he has. Yeah. That would, you know, like, stuff like that. Like, definitely agree. So I do agree with a lot of the ones you picked. Uh, definitely would have picked. And they, we do have an overlapping one. And I knew we were gonna pick that same person, even even after Adam Sandler. So, uh, so well, I will go into that let's first. Let's so go to your top ten. Okay, so this is my top ten. So just to cross them off the list right off the bat, the one that we crossed over. Let me guess. Go ahead, Tim Burton. No, no, no. What? I like Tim Burton and I like his work, but I feel like, to be completely honest, I feel like he would be a downer. Like he would just be that drunk, that that guy who gets drunk and just kind of like. You know, a nihilist. You know, like, yeah. which is cool. It, it's cool for the work that he creates, but the in my world head, I'm means like, nothing. It would just, it would <laughs> There's just no bro- meaning it would to life. Kill my buzz. <laughs> like, There's no meaning to life. So again, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm literally thinking about the idea of how these people would be after three beers, after a couple of beers. Yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, like, so that's something I didn't just pick them based on the work. I picked them to see how like they would be if like depending on their work. Yeah, depending on if they got drunk. Um, so no, it wasn't Tim Burton. It was actually Dan Harmon. For real? Yes. I, oh. it, it's not just because I like Rick and Morty and all that stuff. And actually, I didn't even saw Community. It's because I find him to be a very weird good dude. Yeah. Like he just seems like one of those guys that's just like does whatever the hell he like thinking about at the moment. Very in the moment. Very like just different. Breaks all the rules with with anything you think of, like the the show. You know. How he plays, all these different things. He just always seems like he's down to break the rules. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that would just be for a fun drunk. So that's that's definitely why I would he would be on my list. Um. So again, that's, that's oh, so Dan Hammer is the first. That's one. that's my first one because I want to get get the get that one out the, the way. crossover out of the way. So um, I'm gonna go because there's three people I think, I think yeah three people on my list that I picked them for kind of the same reason. So I'm gonna go through them for, and yeah. for uh, next. So that's uh, two, three, and four. Yeah. So the next three people are well. Let me first off uh, is Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And it's not just not just because I like Hellboy or and I do I love Hellboy I love the Orphan, um, I love the um, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Um, I mean, he has a very I think we have very similar mindsets in a sense. Like he has a dark vision for things. But it's like a dark beauty. Like, yeah, 
you know, he likes to look at things that are fantasy and like would be normally beautiful, but in a very dark way. And not to say it in a dark manner, like evil and all that. He just, he likes, he sees the beauty in darkness. And I, I think we have a very similar mindset with that. But also, you know, he's super detailed. And I don't know why I have an obsession with people that um, are super detailed. And I just heard one story about him and I've always wanted to, I would love to meet him because of that. Which was that during Hellboy, they created a uh, um, uh, troll market. So, like, a marketplace for the trolls or whatever, which I think the whole scene took, like, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. like a fight scene. So, it's a huge warehouse full of space. And in that one scene, the set directors, he, from what I, from what I saw the video, you can go to any wall in that place. Mind you, the walls are going to be blurry, basically. Mm-hmm. But you can go to any wall in that place that he created, and you will literally find something super detailed that would only exist in the world that he was trying to make. Like, I think they showed one wall with these little holes in each, inside of each little hole was a pair of fairy shoes. <laughs> and I'm just like, that obsession with detail, especially about fantasy, I, I I love that stuff. I love somebody who would have that mindset and just be fun to just, just like break stuff down with, especially when you're drinking, just, yo, what would you do if you did this? Like, stuff like that. Um, and going to that same kind of idea, um, yeah. um, I would definitely go with uh, Stanley Kubrick. Ooh, nice pick. Uh, yeah, he's a super dark visionary. Like, and again, the kind of person who just does exactly what he wants to do, vision vision wise, regardless if it breaks the rules, regardless if he upsets whoever. He just, I have this vision, and I need to see it play out. And especially because of the stuff that he's created, I think it would be cool to kind of drink with him and see where it goes from there. Okay. Um, and then with that similar mindset, just as my last pick for that kind of similar mindset would be uh, Christopher Nolan. Oh, yes. I like Christopher Nolan just because, again, you go into somebody who not only like, I like I like his mindset because he sees these fantastical things in a very logical way. Yeah. And I love that because obviously he you know, still shoots film, which is great. And he tries to keep everything at. Uh, no, he tries practical. to keep everything within practical. practical. Yeah. He, he, he will only do CGI if he needs to. And that's what I'm saying is I think that would be so fun. And not because I remember one time um, I was joking with a girl where it's like my mindset when I really put my mind to it. Like you cannot tell me something like like put it this. If a girl were to tell me, you know, I wouldn't date you to pay, like. It was I wouldn't date you unless pigs fly or something like that, right? Yeah. I guarantee you, give me enough time, I will figure out how to make that pig fly. <laughs> and it's not like I can make miracles happen. It's just practical. Like, there's always a practical way to make, you know, fantastical things happen. And I love that that kind of mindset. I would love to drink with somebody uh, that kind of has that mindset to see where, where the ideas and everything goes. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, um, okay, going forward, Gary Busey. What? <laughs> I don't know what would happen after a couple of drinks with that man, but I feel like it would be the most interesting night of my life because he just seems like super out there. Oh, yeah. So, again, going back, I, it's not that I like his work. I'm not going to tell you, like, you know, I like this movie or that movie. No, he just seems like such a bizarre person, especially like with him. I would that would be the most interesting night of my life with a couple of beers. Which I think he's sober now, so. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. It just he just seemed like it would be a lot of fun to have beers with. Um, Jack Black. That was on my list. <laughs> Why he, would you he, say it? He was on my list. 
Wait, but you didn't say Jack Black. No, he was on my. He was on my like. He was. He was on my Your back. First list. <laughs> Not my first list. He was like twelve. Really. Twelve. Yeah. I think the only person that beat him out mm-hmm. for me was Nick Offerman. Really? Yeah. Because I like Nick Offerman, but I don't see us like. It's not that I don't see us getting along. I mean, aside from the things that, like, I would interview Nick Offerman, but getting a beer with somebody is completely different than, you know, interviewing. It's mindset. So, like, with Jack Black, I just feel like he just seems like a cool dude. Yeah. Like, somebody, again, somebody who just, we would get into the most mischievous, craziest stuff, just hanging out for fun type person. And I I don't know why. I always, that's what I appreciate, especially when it comes to somebody I want to drink with. So, like, I mean, we just reunite, you know, Tenacious D, go out there. <laughs> I don't know. I just, again, another person who I feel like, you know, that we don't know where we'd go with the night, but definitely somebody I would love to see what happens. Yeah. Um, uh, Stephen Amell. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm on this fitness journey or whatever, and I'm, trust me, I'm still far away from anything that resembles a goal, but Stephen Amell has always been kind of like that guiding light in a sense. I don't know. I mean, it sounds weird. But, like, I remember watching um, The Arrow for the first time. And in The Arrow, the first couple of, like, the first season, every episode, he showed his training sessions. He was always training for something. And I don't know why that always motivated me to be like, man, I want to be like that. Like, and that's how I'm thinking about it. I was like, man, this guy's agile. He's strong. You know, he's fake. He has this, whatever. And I'm like, you know something? That's what I want to be. Like, as far as fitness goal, it's not to be like, you know, have a six pack to be strong, to be a model. No, I want to be the arrow. Like, yeah. So Stephen Amell has always been that person. I feel, and also like sometimes I see the things that he does personally, and he just seems like a really, um, just really down to earth person. Who just would be fun to. Yeah. Um, and then it's funny because I saying that now that I'm saying this, I kind of would put this on my list, but I guess I'll leave him as a backup. As your honorable mention. Well, not Stephen Amell, but because it, it popped in my mind, a similar person. Would be um, uh, the guy who plays uh, Dean Winchester. Oh, uh, Eckerson. Mm-hmm. Again, for the same kind of reason, like, Eckers or something. Yeah, like I think I feel like he's one of those people that just he's comfortable in what he does. He does it well, and he doesn't care. Like he could have played. He probably could have played a million different people, different roles, or whatever. But he liked who he was. His thing. His old little situation. He just stayed there. So again, that was more of an honorable mention. That's not on my list. Yeah. Um. So back to my list, uh, it would be Let's uh, see. Robert England. Robert England. Freddy Krueger. Oh. I I mean, I don't know why. I just would. I mean, he just seems like a okay. really cool guy. He's what is in the seventies or something like that. And he still would play that role in a heartbeat. I mean, he's well known for one person, and I think he's happy just for that. Like, yeah. And but he's the most iconic, one of the most iconic people for me growing up because I loved, I loved Freddy Krueger, uh, so definitely would love to have a beer with that man and see like, see how he is with after a couple of drinks. And again, cool. I, it goes back to the same thing too. Is like I think he would be a cool dude drunk. <laughs> um, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Which I'm really surprised you did not put Kevin Smith on your list. I know. I, I... Like talk about influence and talk about somebody who I know I can just like. Just talk to about anything, mindsets, ideas, comic books, movies. Like, I swear, I, I don't think that would, like, I seriously would want to be best friends with Kevin Smith. Like, the, you know what's funny? Um, when I, I remember I bought a DVD a long time ago, and, and I was a fan of Kevin Smith and everything like that. 
but you know mostly just of his movies i didn't really hear him talk too much and then i remember there was a, a dvd called an evening with kevin smith yeah three hour video dvd of just him on stage talking not about anything really specific not necessarily questions just him talking and i loved that dvd i still own it to this day oh nice i have to watch it it's just fun like he's just i mean just the way he just chit chats and talks and like his mind like i swear he would just be one of the coolest dudes to ever hang out with so definitely kevin smith um and last but not least robert rodriguez oh nice yeah um i mean again i don't know it just seems like somebody like because i mean i love his movies and i love his visuals like the way he picks everything else i love how even when like to find somebody who does something as dark as sin city and then you go from that to um spy kids yeah and i love how he always kind of recruits his own like similar people kind of like adam sandler yeah i don't know something about him just seems like i feel like he would be one of the coolest people in my family like like somebody I can see in my family, um, if they were in that field, yeah, but super cool. <laughs> so I that's like you know I just feel like I could really get along with somebody like that, especially somebody coming from a Hispanic background. I'd kind of you know and all, like because obviously you know whenever you hear about somebody who does that kind of dark and ominous stuff like that, like you know you got uh, um, Guillermo del Toro, obviously right. But then everybody else, you would just think something like like you mentioned Tim Burton or something like that. Yeah. So, so people that do these dark, ominous, you know, cool looking things, you know, you would think, um, what's his name, uh, the one who always works for Robert Robert Rodriguez, um, uh, Tarantino. Yeah. So I don't know. Sometimes when I see somebody from from a Spanish culture, I just feel like I know I can get along with on uh, different aspects of it, and you know, things that I would like to accomplish as far as visuals like that. Yeah. So, Definitely would love to enjoy their company with a beer and a presidente or whatever. <laughs> um, so definitely that was my list. I think that, that's that was a great list. There was the only one that gave me a curve. I'm like, wow, it was Kevin Smith. I, really? I, that gave you a curve? Yeah, because I, I didn't think you were going to go with Kevin Smith. Really? Yeah. I don't know how I wouldn't. No, I know. I know. Why, <laughs> I know why you wouldn't. No, I'm saying but, I don't know how I couldn't. Like I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I fucking love your list. You know what's funny is, mm. other than Stephen Amell, yeah, everybody we have not picked anybody from like the MCU, like not Kevin Feige, no Chris Pratt. Well, okay, I mean, no, no, I I understand, but it was just funny. I, I would assume like maybe one of us, like deep down thinking, we would have mm-hmm. picked one. At least one of us would have picked one of those, and then and I like the fact that we did it. Really? Yeah, I like it. I like the fact that it just I branches just, like out. I said, to, to, I'm to, very to, much to, into like I'm taking your your question literally. Yeah, like somebody I would like to have a beer with because I'm thinking of somebody who I can sit down, have a couple of drinks, and enjoy the evening type situation. And it's not that I wouldn't. It's just sometimes I think about like, okay, so whatever. Um, Robert Downey Jr. I think he's a cool guy. I just as cool as he is when he's performing stuff like that. I don't really know if we would have anything to talk to each other about when we're aside from the movies. And I'm like, if you're an actor and you play these movies, I'm getting the interviewed a thousand times. I doubt they would want to sit there. And have a beer just to again talk about, talk about it again. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Other than those things, what I really talked to him about, and that's where I'm just like, you know. So how was it in rehab? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I know. I don't know. It's just like you would want to find something you can chit chat with him. And actually, the one person I might have put on my list if I thought about it in time would be, um, I guess, honorable mention, um, 
what's his name? The guy from um, Honey Boy. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. I probably should have. I, I probably should have had last Shia LaBeouf. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Very interesting. I'm, character. I'm gonna. I'm gonna add that to my honorable mention too. <laughs> so yeah, there is my list, sir. Yeah. All right. So that's our ten people we would want to have a uh, a beer with celebrities. But to now, let's get into our topics. So, uh, Todd Holland, Tom Holland, not Spider Man, but the director of and creator of Fright Night. Ooh, with the original? The original. Okay. He's talking about that it's time for him to do a sequel to the movie. As as far as he knows, the title is going to be Fright Wait, Night. Didn't uh, they already do a sequel to? They the did movie? a sequel to Fright Night too, where he's, where where um, what's his name? Charlie was in college, and like there, there was a band of vampires. No, no, no. I know that sequel, but yeah. I thought about they did a reboot. Oh, they did a reboot. I yeah. think they did a reboot. Colin Farrell. Yeah, but now they're doing a uh, a sequel to the original. A third sequel to the a original. A third, a third sequel. Uh, I guess part of a trilogy. It's gonna be called Resurrection. Who's left though? And he says he's gonna try to bring the whole cast back. Is the whole cast alive? That's that's some that's. A- well, I mean, when you say whole cast, I mean the only people that really have survived that. I mean, not survived. But I mean, as far as movies concerned, the only people that would have survived is um, the original actor, uh, his girlfriend. No, because he had a different girlfriend. The only two people that were from the original that were in the sequel. Was the original actor and the older gentleman who had the TV show. Now the older gentleman, I would imagine. I mean, yeah. So the, I, I as far as you know, away. he says that he's in, he's uh, he's gonna he's gonna bring back Charlie and Evil Evil Ed. That's right. Evil Ed didn't really die. Yeah. So I guess he's bringing those back. They're coming back. So I I saw that and I thought of you. I was like, oh, because, and this is a good oh, I love Fred. Fred was one of my favorites. No, but this is a good way to end off our little uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcast season right now because we did yep. a bunch of uh, horror movies and at least let's start it off with a little bit of horror movie topics so yeah mm-hmm. i i do think i i do think i, I want to see it yeah just and see whether he's gonna do i don't know if he's gonna fare well with such a big gap because uh, some movies d- done it right mm-hmm. some movies failed at doing a, such a long wait in between yeah so it's it'll be I interesting mean- to see I don't know. I kind of would like. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to another reboot. I know it sounds weird to say that to a third reboot, but because the second reboot was okay, and mm-hmm. I remember it had uh, this actor who passed away, which I, I loved. Uh, you know, I always loved his movies. I think it was Antoine. What's his name? Um, I forget his name. The the guy from uh, Star Trek. The the movies um, that he passed away a couple years back. I think it was an accident with a jeep or something like that. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I liked his movies. Um, when it comes to stuff like that, it would have been nice to. See, I don't know, but it would have been nice to see something. But as far as a reboot, reboot on that, because I love the premise, the whole idea of you know look, seeing your neighbors and stuff like that, and seeing you know, oh, he's this person, or what is he, and nobody believes you. It's it was a great premise. It was a great story, and I could watch that movie even today, and I still I, I still love it. Yeah, that would be awesome to watch. Um, next topic. And it is be uh, Lashana. I think it's, her name is Lashana Lynch. Yeah, Lashana Lynch okay. has a, she plays um, Nomi in No Time to Die, the Double Seven movie that got postponed to next year. It's confirmed that she would be as the new replacement of Double Seven. 
coming forward. Moving oh, forward. yeah, yeah. The one who in the movie, she looks like she's replacing him either way. Yeah. So I guess they were foreshadowed. I guess in the trailer it was like almost because they were saying they were looking for a female lead. A lot of rumors, and they were mm-hmm. like, "Oh, there wouldn't be double O seven. It would be double O whatever she is, right?" Yeah, um, I guess. And they they were I, people were already speculating. It was like, "Oh, because they have a female uh, counterpart or assisting to double seven that does, is not a one of those like uh, girlfriend types or like the the leading lady to to mm-hmm. to to his side, or whatever it is." That she's gonna take over as a replacement, and I guess it's confirmed. Uh, she's done a few movies prior to to this. I know that. I just don't. Okay, so here's my thing with that. It's not that I don't not. I'm not interested in it. It's just it's not okay. So they're not replacing 007 necessarily with it. Like she's not gonna be 007. Maybe maybe something happens speculatively in the movie that they're like, well, we're going to have to call you now 007. Yeah. But she will not be James Bond, you know? Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. For me, I was like, I guess it's a spinoff. If they're like, if they're going to try to replace him, I don't think it works. If it's a spinoff, maybe, but the spinoff has to be kind of clear. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It has to be really, yeah. Like, like they shouldn't this. even call it double O anything. They should not try to really, replace it call it agent something yeah they should yeah they should make it its own entity because again if you're trying to replace 007 and it has nothing to do with the fact that you're doing with a woman it's just the manner in which you're doing it it will not play well yeah because you want to see 007 you want to see james bond so if you try to make 008 009 you know it's not gonna fare well i don't think it's gonna fare well but if you make a very clear separate entity and you know name it as something completely different I think it would work. Like, I know me and you disagree on this, but let's say Hobbs and Shaw was a clear distinction. Yeah. No, but, no, no. I, that's what I'm saying. But that's how you do it. You don't say, you know, something else like Fast and Furious or Fast and Strong or something like that, trying to play off, placate the original to say that we're just making a, a replacement. No, you Hobbs and Shaw, clear, separate cut. indication. It's part of the same universe. But it, uh, yeah, it mentions part of the same universe, but a clear indication that it's its own thing. Yeah. No, no, so of course. That, that's the only way I think it would play well. Yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree. But yeah, let's see how she's done a few movies, I remember, and, and she's pretty. She's a really good actress, so mm-hmm. let's see how, how she takes on, to this, I, this, takes on this huge mantle of history of 007. Well, now the question is going to be her personality type in regards to... Because obviously, what 007, your personality type is right there. He's a womanizing, you know, secret agent, but always gets the job done and uses his wits and technology to accomplish that. Yeah. So, question is, what is it going to be hers? Um, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's they're going to use her as exploiting her sexuality too much. She might placate to that a little bit. I'm assuming. But I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think they're going to do overdo it, so it could be like offensive to women. But just enough, I guess, to be like give woman empowerment that she's still able to come across as sexy and provocative and uh, and able to get everything done that she needs to get done. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm just curious, like I said, because the thing is, you have, and I guess personality types are are meaningful when these kind of things because that's what you rally behind, right? Yeah. So either somebody who completely just blocks everybody from their life. Uh, like a Femme Nikita type person. Yeah. Um, or 
just trying to think of other spirals when it comes to that. But saying you either have like the Femme Nikita where they're just going to block everybody around it, no love interest, no body. Um, or, you know, you have somebody who kind of embodies a role, but it's very hardcore with how they do it. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious on that because that's, that's, that's huge. I think that's huge when you can actually, a personality type that's going to, that you can rally behind. Yeah. So, but yeah, I can't wait to see what happens. I mean, right now it's, we're starved for entertainment when it comes to that. So just give us what you got. You know how starved we are for entertainment Mm -hmm. that, uh, which goes into our next topic, which is great. That Borat 2 mm-hmm. is the second highest video on demand or video of watched video on demand right behind Hamilton for 2020. <laughs> but it got a lot of press before it came out. I think that's why. And the thing is, Borat was awesome. The original Borat, I mean... Everybody, I mean, they still joke around about it. They still play. I mean, I don't even know how long it's been since the original, but people it's still. It's been like seven years or something like that. And it's so Maybe funny longer. because when people tell me about that stuff, it's like all I could think about is um, Ali G. And I think most people yeah. don't know who Ali G is compared to yeah, the Showtime show. Well, yeah, exactly. But no, remember, there was an Ali G movie. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember that. Um, so, it was, you know, and the thing is, it's weird that they should have done Ali G the movie like they did. Borat and they did um, the other character he has because I mean Ali G did the same thing where they were he would go around interviewing live people like regular people like yeah. that so um, it's weird that they gave him a regular movie as opposed for Ali G a regular movie as opposed to playing this character like playing the character doing stuff Borat yeah but no but I mean I can that, see it <laughs> yeah I could you know what I think is in third place mm. if I read it correctly was Spy Me uh, or the Spy Me, the one with uh, Dave Batista. They, they, oh, really? He, Still? I think she was that a while ago. I know, but I think it was like the third most watched. Wow. I think it was of 2020 at one point. <laughs> I, think, and I think it beat out Mulan. I think Mulan had mixed reviews and mixed messages. And also, um, I think the initial, I, I didn't really see a problem with it, but the initial $30 price tag along, you know, I think it would have, I mean, it sounds weird, but if they would have just done a $10 one, I mean, not $10, but 20 like everything else. Yeah. It would have been At fine. be a little bit competitive. But that la- that extra $10 really just kind of put a sour taste in people's mouths. Yeah, but now people just have to wait till December. That's when they get I mean, it for free. I still pay for it. I, don't care. I know. Um, but yeah, I, when I read that, I was like, wow. That Borat did so well. Borat too. Not that it do well. You have bad reviews or... Mm-hmm. A lot of people leave a sour taste in the mouth, like you would say. It's just that it's the most viewed. But if you think of, if you think about this, one, you know, obviously, <clears throat> not to not to get into any, any of that stuff, the politics, or whatever. But the whole uh, part that there's a pol- like somebody who is like deeply into politics and is like huge in the news got caught on one of his videos. That that must have. I guarantee you that's like majority Triple of people the view because people exactly. just wanted to watch it just to they see want to what, see what exactly happened, what yeah. led to that point. So definitely watched it for that reason. The other one was because everybody knows Borak. Like it's not like in my head when I saw when I saw that they were doing another Borak, I'm like, who didn't know Borak? They got caught with the character Borak again. Yeah. They went to very country towns. Like I, know, very I, just, I guess they did have to be. In my head, I'm like... Backwater country. I really couldn't imagine who... What could they have... Like, like who's who? getting caught in the same character 
that everybody knows. Yeah, like everybody has access to the internet. Yeah. Some, somewhere in the U.S. Uh, that somebody's gonna show something like a meme or something that he's gonna notice. Just yeah. the outfit alone from Borat one. Like the, the, the fact swimsuit. that nobody comes out of nowhere and goes, "Are you the guy from Borat?" Like, <laughs> yeah, there were people. If, I don't know if you saw it, but there were people stopping him. He goes, "Hey, this is Borat." And he had to start running because people started breaking, like, noticing who he was. Oh wow! So it's not like he could break characters; it's just like he had to start running away. I just wonder why he just didn't create a new character. That's what I said. I'm like, he should just—he should have just created a new character. Yeah, that's what I mean. He did a TV show recently. And he created a bunch of new characters, and I think those all played well as far as for his show. So, I mean, just creating another character maybe more in line with what's going on now would have been amazing. But he he does have a deep, like, thought process and the reason he brought it, he made each character. I remember watching an interview with him about it. Yeah, he has a, he has a methodolo- methodology into why he creates each characters. Each one, yeah. And, and, and he talks, I think he, he goes into um, that he figures... He knows who to tap to, depending on the character he wants to approach them with. Mm-hmm. So he's very smart for for being a comedian, and his the way the the way his it's like there's a method to his madness. That's the best way to say it. Which Ed, okay, so, and I've always said this because I mean I'm a huge South Park fan, and that's another one where it's like toilet humor is always looked down upon, like it's whatever. But sometimes these guys who do this kind of toilet humor or whatever you want to call it. There is a level of intelligence that people do not notice. Like, and I yeah. said, like, for, that's why I love South Park so much because they have a perspective in which they show things that seems crude, but if you actually live, like watch what they're showing, it's, kinda, it's true. It's deep. It's it's yeah. actually a really good observation about society and different things. Reflection of how life is right exactly. now with everybody. So, and but, they take everything to the whatever, whatever it is in the current climate. And they know how to put the perspective to laugh at it, make fun of it, but also put the message across of what's what's really happening. I'm telling you, especially the way they combine things like right now. And I've been telling people because I know not everybody watches South Park. So I've been telling a bunch of people if they have HBO Max, watch the pandemic special because the pandemic special had a great depiction of everything that we're experiencing. Like, I mean, just weirdly accurate in, in their jokes. But like, you're like, man. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so. So what? What else? Last topic. Mm-hmm. All right. So last week, uh, to uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle: The Last Ronin came out. Yeah, you have mentioned that you were talking about. And that. they announced and they revealed who is the last Ronin. Oh really? I thought they were gonna one. like hold that off. Nope. They revealed it. And Are you gonna go ahead and spoil it? Right yeah, now? I'm gonna spoil it. It's been a week. If you haven't read it, go get it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Give it a second. Give it a second. Okay. All right. Now we're now we're here. Now we're here. All right. Now you've been Michelangelo. Yes. Okay. And I think I think we we were joking about, but I predicted that. Yeah, we did. We both picked Michelangelo. My secondary was Leonardo. Mine's was Donatello. Yeah. So um, this one is set in the future, mm-hmm. and um, he is fighting. His name is Okoro Hirito Hiroto, Oruko Hiroto. Which is Shredder's godson, grandson. He's that's his arch nemesis in this really this short series. Wow. Yeah, and the 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 only reason we find out is Michelangelo is that in part of towards the end of the the, uh, the issue, he gets really beaten up and he wakes up in like a hospital bed, bandaged up, and a very aged April O'Neil comes out of the shadows and is like, hey, Michelangelo, what happened? <laughs> and boom. Wow. 
Yes. But, you know, I, I wish it would have been revealed differently. Like something something to indicate a little like, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's a cool way, but I just felt like it was super like heavy handed, I guess. Yeah. But like something like something. Uh, but the mystery of what leaves was like what happened to, to, to Splinter, what happened mm-hmm. to his brothers, how did they die? And I think that's another mystery that's going to start unraveling because mm-hmm. he was pissed. So he's, he's just like no laughter, no jokes. He's just no. Dark. He's he was like yeah. He's he's out for a mission for revenge, and that's it. I think that that that, uh, that was like it was so good of a choice that it, I felt like it was starting to become a little bit more obvious. Yeah, I think Donatello would have been more of a curveball. Yeah, I think Donatello would have been the biggest curveball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raphael is is the most obvious choice because he is the most he's the aggressor out of the four. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. he would have been well. Yeah, it would, it would have been definitely him or and Leonardo. I felt like it's another another one that would have been more on the on the ball. Yeah. So yeah, definitely out of all four of them, Michelangelo is the one that would have been perfect, which ended up being that one. Yeah. Um, just because again, it was completely out of character, and then Donatello, I think, just would have been the biggest like, you know, oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, that would have been the biggest curveball with Donatello. I think mm-hmm. behind that would have been Michelangelo, but the two frontrunners, a lot of people I've seen or read, would it was either. Raphael mm-hmm. or Leonardo. Okay. But yeah, let's see where this issue goes, where the story goes, takes us, because I'll give you an update every time or when I can. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yes. But like that, guys, we'll be take a quick break and come back with Damn Nick's Corner Review. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Damn Nick's corner movie review want 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 well before we get started to the movie i have a corner review to talk about you ready about this mm. i told you about this so this past weekend i ate i had the uh unpleasurable pleasure <laughs> unpleasurable pleasure to eating from the licking and mall of millennia this is a restaurant i guess owned and or fran- owned and franchised throughout by a DJ Khaled. Um, I did not go inside. Uh, my wife did. She picked up dinner that day. Um, it is a very southern cuisine type restaurant. So they had mac and cheese, Cajun rice. Uh, she got me the sampler, wing sampler, which is like uh, three wings done three different ways. Yeah, you told me that one. Uh, this was the most disappointing food I had that, that weekend. This weekend. <laughs> I think you did mention it she too. she felt so bad how bad that food was that she was like let's uh, I'll, let's go out and I'll take you out to get something good to eat. I was like no we'll just go to Black Rooster which Black Rooster gets four and a half Nikki's for. But the licking yes the food was super salty and it, I don't know how something could be salty and not have any flavor at the same time. Like pure salt. Yes it was like there one I think it was there I don't know if it was there spicy or mild or. Mm-hmm. Their lemon pepper did not have. You can't say it's a lemon or their pepper, just a salt. Their wing. Do you wing, think it was a one-time thing? Maybe like you were dealing with a really bad cook for the day or something. But here's the thing. I'm like, you know what? Because this is it's not like I had all the wings were the same ones. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you know what? Let me give me the better for another time. Maybe that's not their what they're strong for. Mm-hmm. So they had two other sets of wings with two different flavors, and they were all the same. Like they all tasted the same, with where but one was like regular barbecue, 
a sweet barbecue. The other one was like buffalo wild wing, buffalo wings type style. Their mac and cheese, I felt like they used Kraft singles as as a crusted cheese part, which I don't know how is that possible. But yeah, that. Uh, so the look in, just to get started off, gets one and a half Nickies. The only reason I got one and a half, the half is because it's close. Oh, <laughs> uh, just keep that in mind. Okay, if you want to get good Nikki reviews, make sure you're close to where Tony lives. Oh man. Um. All right, so let's get to this movie. Yes, yes. We we it. it came out like what three weeks ago? The trailer or something like, that, like a month ago? Yeah, the trailer oh, came oh. out around the same time as Witches. Yeah. Um, but this one actually dropped right before Halloween. Um. So the movie that we're referencing is The Craft Legacy. Uh, so how do I get this started? Now, hmm. <laughs> yes, that, that's I'm how the movie to, felt. That's to, how the movie felt. Well, it's not just how yeah. the movie felt. It's the whole thing. Like, okay, so again, the movie's called Craft Legacy, Legacy right? So I, I kind of feel that you already know based on the trailer and based on the name what the twist is and that's where i hate when movies you know just set their twist up like so obvious obviously yeah like why wouldn't you bury that a little bit or something but no the twist was super like in there um in the name and the trailer things like that which the only thing that hurts about it they didn't capitalize on it well they didn't do more with it like i felt like i'm saying that they did so very little about it that the it, it, they could have just called craft, uh, sophomore year or something. Okay, shit. can we do something weird? Can we just literally just speak in spoilers? Because I really don't even want to recommend it to anybody to watch. Okay. Oh, this is a non-recommended movie. For you? I don't know. It's just I'm not like that. I'm not somebody who is. Like, okay, you know. I think that art should always be explored and people should enjoy it for what it is. You know, if, if they if they find because there's movies that have gotten horrible reviews and. I have found things that I like things that are beautiful about it. Yeah, fuck it. You know what? We're gonna spoil this one. Okay, so yeah. I'm not trying to hate again. I'm not trying to hate. No, it's no, just, no, no. There's no. Hate. I just feel like they it's actually a ju- it's a, it's a hate free zone. Let everybody know. So they had an opportunity. And yes, it's always no, the that's case. the thing. There was not like I'm not gonna sit there and say like, oh well, these people were horrible people. Like, no, I can't say the actresses that they picked they were fine. They all seem like they might have had their own kind of personality, their own twist, stuff like that. But we didn't get to know any of that. Like, that's what bothered me. Like, yeah, because whole- I feel like in the original, everybody had like a little backstory. Well, that yeah, you-, you had a little bit of a, a of a reason. Like, everybody had a reason to practice practice magic. You know, everybody had a, something like an escapism when it comes to that. And I just felt like none of them had it. Like, yeah. not even not even really the main actress, because you know she really. I mean. They didn't really show because the whole idea was that she was struggling with her home life, maybe, but they didn't really show that. Yeah. Like, maybe that stuff didn't even come up, come up parents until after the fact. And I don't know. It just felt like every choice was like really, like um, you know, because so, so the idea is that her mother meets this guy, and they fall in love, whatever, and she goes to move in with this guy. Mind you. They never like they met like once they said, and she never met his sons. The, he's like a Brady Bunch thing. So yeah, like he has three sons, and he, she, she never, never heard met. Of. Yeah, she never met them, and she only met him once. So on my head, I'm like, does that happen? Sure, but it just seems impractical for me. Like, wait, so you've never met each other's kids, and you're gonna move in together? Yeah, and I guess there's an explanation for that later on in the movie. But anyways, um, 
like I just felt like there was all these people in the movie and you didn't get, really get to know any of them. Because like his, he has three sons. I, they don't talk. Like there yeah. was there was one dialogue I guess seen with one of them. Yeah, they try to have a connection with, but then they ever, never, I felt like it was very just kind of a. Um, it was like a B roll shot. Like literally, they just filled it in. Just like, to, just what do you to call those it? things where, uh, where they they just feed you information about the movie? Like it wasn't really anything about him or his character or whatever. Yeah. It was. And even then, they they didn't mean anything at the end of the movie. Like you're like, oh, like I literally asked myself at the end of the movie, like, what what about those kids? What about those guys? Yeah. Because it was like they literally, you know, something happened where they, they would have been affected horribly and nobody ever, hey, what happened to those guys? Not all. Um, I don't know. It just, I feel, like I said, every choice just felt wrong. Like, again, you don't have any backstory on the individual girls. They all seem like they would be cool, interesting, different people, but you don't actually dive into it, right? They have way more power than the original original. because a lot of stuff and i loved about the original was it was one of those things where they would do things but it was almost like you didn't really know if it was their magic or you know things just happened like yeah because it wasn't like so like uh um you know directive like i think in the original uh one of the girls was getting hated on by another girl because of her hair because she was the only black girl in that school or whatever so they used to make fun of her hair. So what she did was she kind of put a curse on her, on her hair, and her hair fell out. Now again, you know you don't really know. It wasn't like she touched her and her hair fell out like that. No, it was like this little curse. And that's what I liked about the original is that the powers weren't so directive. Like they weren't so obvious. Yeah. And this one, I mean, they're literally creating fireballs from their hand and burning stuff. <laughs> like you know. It's just weird. It's like, okay, why do they have so much ability and power like that? And then they, they don't really do much with it. Um, like, I don't know. It was just so many choices. And I'm just like, really, why are you doing this? Where's it going with that? Something that, that was funny with me or I, I don't know. I guess I've seen a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. if you look a lot of uh, uh, young adults, mm-hmm. I guess, movies or like kids are in high school, they're always on their phone. Like they mm-hmm. always like either something regarding social media mm-hmm. and that's how they communicate nowadays. That's how it is. Not one of them. Like only, only the main girl used her phone once. I'm mm-hmm. like, where, where are the other girls like phones? I'm like, yeah, they, you would assume that they're using social media as a platform to communicate about everything that's going on and how they text each other. Like, no, they didn't. It was just weird. I, just, I was like, they don't, nobody in there, nobody in the schools was using their phones. At one also, point like, or other. They set up a lot of different things that made no sense. The reason I say that is because, like, okay, so, again, we're doing this as a spoiler, right? So, the only reason those girls f- went to her um, was because they noticed her necklace. So, the girls, the three girls in the movie were already kind of like similar to, and that's another thing, too. For something that's supposed to be a sequel, it just felt like a, also a reboot. Yeah. Whatever. Like a, re- a retelling of the story. Yeah, because it was kind of similar. Where So there was, again, three girls who were practicing magic who couldn't. Uh, again, they even said that they were able to do things, but whatever. So in their book, there was a symbol of magic. And that girl who came in, the one that you saw come in, had the same symbol on her necklace. So that's why they picked her. But at no point did they seem like they told her that. Because you would have thought it was like, well, you know, we picked you because of your necklace. That's an indication of magic. And I'm like, my mother gave me this. Like that, like 
let me ask my mother, why would she give me something of magic? And then that would spark the question. Like, so if the movie was more of a mystery to who her mother was and because the movie's called Legacy. So the whole point seems to be that she is because of who she is or who she was born of. So I felt like if the movie focused on that, you know, like the whole, you know, her power is maybe dark or something like that and trying to figure it out. That would have been a way better story. But this story was like very heavy handed and very like. Where did this come from? No, you know what? What one of the moments that you were like, this movie is out of whack. Yeah, is one the opening scene that yeah. made no sense. Well, no, the, I think the, that the, was the, more. I told you, I think that was more. I think that's the way the original was, except for the scene at the very end where it's like just the sky very clear. No, even the, all the randomness. Or whatever, yeah, the random. I think she, that's part of the original. Uh, but even when she was sleeping, when she there was a moment, there was a moment the main character is goes to sleep and like in the middle of it, she has like these scratchy images coming up, mm-hmm. like cutting in and out, in and out really quick. That you would you normally when you see things like that, mm-hmm. they're either there a lot of them is foreshadowing yeah. something that's coming up, and a few of them for some reason I'm like I see a sword. I'm like I didn't I never ever remember seeing a sword. Well, that's what and, I'm saying. They they did a lot of choices where. They never followed up on it. Yeah, like, they left so many open questions. Like, well, like it seemed like there was a weird thing with um, her and the bro- one of the brothers or whatever. Yeah, but they never talked, and they never f- kind of went up. Like, um, there was some things that she caught or visioned or whatever that didn't end up placating to anything at all. Yeah. Um, like I mean, poor David Duchovny. Because uh, he was in this movie and like yeah. he actually played a more significant role than I thought he was going to be. But like, so basically, there's a part where she's going around and she sees books that says masculine or whatever. Like, I guess he goes around the country teaching masculinity to how people. Men, how to, for men to be masculine. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so you're setting him up to be the villain somehow. Like that's super so heavy handed. <laughs> yeah, like, there was just some parts where it's just like super heavy handed. This and that. So, again, I just, I don't understand the choices that were made. Even when I thought there might have been an interesting thing here and there, and it played into anything. And then the one thing the whole movie sets up to feel like it's becoming, again, legacy. And you're thinking that, you know, it's going to be, somebody's going to do the be there. It's weird because, you know how some movies kind of make you believe, like, the opposite. Like, no, they're not, you know, like... Um, the person's really not there, but they make you believe it is. Yeah, this kind of felt like the opposite. Like, uh, like they really try their best to hide the fact that a very per- a very important person is going to show up, and the very last second they do. And I'm just kind of like, why? Like, if you get this person in the movie, why is she like just going to appear for like two seconds? And, that's and I don't think she even said anything. No, she didn't. So that's something I don't know. Like again, choices. Um, uh, so. You know, please check it out. I'm not going to tell anybody not to because I, this, some, some people might pull different things from this movie. I just felt like there was just choices and things set up and all these things that just frustrated me. I'm like. So one thing about this movie mm-hmm. and uh, what I learned about it is that it made me appreciate the witches more. I mean, the witches. You know how I was ragging on oh, the witches? Oh, the witches. Yes, 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 yes. It made me appreciate it more. Yeah. So I'm revising my Nikki's. <laughs> From the so, witches, from a two to a three. Oh wow! Because uh, of this movie, thank you, wow. thank you, the craft, thank you for doing that. I want to, <sighs> I want to say thank you for. Also, there was a lot of scenes in the trailer that were not in this movie. 
Yeah, they were trying to pull a, 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 a Marvel Cinematic Universe thing. <laughs> a lot of the things in the trailer is like, oh, if we don't show them, then that's not really a spoiler because it's not going to show. But it didn't. It didn't help it, and it didn't. It didn't help or hurt it. It just didn't do anything because everything in the, in the movie didn't really follow along to what the trailer was, or kind of seemed to be. Oh, and also the discovery part killed me. I'm like, so she didn't ask this question at all in the movie. Nothing made her question who she was or who her parents were, who her mother was. And then all of a sudden, she just happens to be looking through a bunch of like family documents and comes across that. And that's you know what? And I'm just like, no. And that's wow. This is how you find out. All right, now I'm gonna well because this is spoilers again. I feel bad because I'm not trying to, but yeah, I'm yeah, still yeah, no, no. But that, spoilers, so I'm gonna spoiler. spoil this part, and and that's a good thing about bringing up questions, is that the mom at one point the mom has this big box. She goes, you know, we keep all our documents in this box, and she walks away. But then, all her documents is not even where the, the box, box is no. supposed to be, where everything's supposed to be in the box. She she's literally looking through a random full, full uh, filing cabinet. About this guy's tour, uh, like I guess tour dates or his places he's been to, and she he, she so luckily finds her name in the middle of the whole stack, like plain as day. I think her folder was orange and everything was like, like those Manila yellows, the, the yellow. Folder. And the funny thing is, is like, because in my Manila? head, I'm like, schools. I don't know what schools ask for. I don't know if they do ask for this, but I laugh. It wasn't a birth certificate or something. Not really. It was like an adoption form. Yeah, I'm just like, wow, let's just make this obvious as heck. Yeah. Like, this girl has no idea who she was, who her family was. She wasn't even looking for this piece of information. All of a sudden, boom, this this is what's going on. So, I don't know. It kills uh, me. I guess, I guess we got to get to the Nikki's because I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to give Nikki's. You have to give a Nikki. I don't want to give Nikki's. This gets a... I don't want to give Nikki's. A one and a half Nikki's. You know what? I'll give it a t- one point seven five. I give it because I think of, you know I'll give it two. I'll give it a two, just because of the cast, the people that they 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 got for the cast. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the the four girls played well to each other, and they, they kind of did. They did play what what I liked about it is that they did play well to as a group, but they also played well as individuals mm-hmm. as how they would how they normally like you know who's the definitive leader. Who is the rambunctious one? Who is the 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 more of a supporter? Yeah, I mean, the other, and you have the quiet one. They played well with each they other. They played even though you don't know who the hell they are. Yeah, they played well with each other. David Duchovny's character, um, yeah. uh, it was questionable. I like his introduction. Um, the mom was she. She played the mom. The brothers, blah. But I think the only thing that sold it for me more was is Timmy. the. Huh? Timmy. Tim, yeah, t- uh, Tommy. Tom, no, it's Timmy. Timmy, Timmy. Timmy did the good. But yeah, I think the only thing that's got me from a one, 1. 1.5 to a 2, mm-hmm. that 0. 0.5 difference is the casting of the four girls. I think if they would have directed it differently and rewrote it into their, they were on more of a um, discovering their powers while trying to find out who her mom is or her, her where her legacy is really from to, to uncover more information on how to acquire more power would have been way better than how they portrayed it in this movie. Yeah, definitely. I think the the story that they went with at the end was... And even then, even after they kind of revealed... And what this is the, the worst supervillain. 
The worst big bad, I think. No, but that's even then, like even after they figured out what that was, I feel like even then they they messed up how they they did it. So again, spoiler. I'm just gonna tell you guys. If you guys listen, I do apologize. I'm gonna tell you. So David Duchovny is the villain. Um, apparently he is part of an occult of guy of men who. And this is super like message. Man. This is very like message situation where again, David Duchovny is a guy who goes around selling masculinity to men, but at the same time, letting men know that witches exist and you can get their power from them by forcing them to give it up to you. Yeah. Which I swear, like that is like super like just broad strokes of like. <laughs> Yeah, Male men chauvinist. stealing women's power and stuff yeah. like that. Like, and he said it too. That's what kills me about the whole thing too. Like, he was so adamant and heavy-handed with the messaging. Like, yeah, you guys don't deserve it. Like, I mean, it was just very misogynistic for no reason. Um, so yeah, David. And the thing is, like I said, once you actually determine what this, who the villain was, I felt like it could have played better, but it didn't. Because again, this is a man who goes around who has like basically little covens of warlocks and whatever yeah and the whole the whole fight scene i guess quote unquote is by himself yeah and he's, he's a master warlock and all he really all he really accomplishes is that he's a master that's the funniest part. all right i'm because he's a master warlock that got defeated by four apprentices four no, he wasn't even a like technically he wasn't even a warlock because he just stole the power like uh, he, but he didn't mention because that's what i think is funny is like i get the whole because i think they mentioned that at one point maybe that you can take somebody's power if they give it to you willingly yeah wow wait a minute that's not from that's not from the craft i think that's from um oh my god that's from a whole different movie that's from uh, um what is the one with the guys the guys were witches uh they were warlocks the force uh forsaken no no <gasps> Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. What is it called, though? Uh, and again, but for them, that was again legacy. That was that they were born into it. Like they couldn't give their power to a random stranger. They have to give it to somebody who was also a a practitioner. So again, I don't know. I just find like it was super weird, super heavy. The covenant. Yes. And uh, so it was four guys who come into age and. That one guy was going around. So it looks like they just stole that part. Like like one of those guys went to this one to get Witch's Power. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The whole, like I said, the whole thing was just very, uh, like, not done well. Yeah. So how many Nickies you give it? Uh, you're going to make me give it Nickies. Yeah. You, you try to avoid it by going into I don't want to give. I don't you have to give. You have to give a Nicky. Come on. Give us a Nicky. Give us a Nicky. 1.5. Yay. 1.5? 1.5. That's a high, that's the lowest you ever gave a movie. No, you didn't. There was another movie we gave a 1 to. Or we gave a 0.5. The- I don't even know why. Like, it bothers me because I don't want to give it because, again, the girl, I thought the girl was okay. Like, she could have played a very good role, the main actress. Uh, Timmy, I think it was cool because he went from, like, two different kind of characters, and I think he did a good job on that. I'm portraying both. Yeah, yeah. I think he did a good job on I that. Think the, the, uh, I think my, his, like, the majority emotion- of the casting was well. I think this is emo- he has an emotional scene that that was played well too. Yeah, this- he has. Yeah, that's what it is. They they they're casting on for most uh, for most of the parts were well picked. Just the story was bad. The portrayal was bad. The filming of it was bad. The cutscenes were 
weird and the dialogue was uh for the most part decent but more of the pacing of the movie was weird i felt like it was just basically a, a bunch of decent actors who just got rolled into the worst possible movie ever yeah I just so, so we have a two and a 1.5 so we have an average of 1.75 <laughs> nikki's for the craft legacies uh, yep and you know what's really funny is I don't know. Something about this movie does seem like I think somebody like a young girl, um, maybe coming of that age, mm-hmm. would actually appreciate this movie one way or the other. But I just, as a movie standing, I could not support it. Like especially if you compare it to, you comparing it to the craft. I mean, yeah. On its own, I think it's bad enough. But comparing it to another movie which did a great job in storytelling, um, it just did not go well. So actually, I do want to find out because my niece watched it and I want to see what her. Because she, maybe she pulled something better from it. Maybe there was things about it that she completely connected to. But I don't know. For me, I really just thought there were so many bad choices back and forth. Yeah. Of course. So, yeah. 1.5. Right. 1.75 average Nikki's for the craft legacy. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another ep- to our new episodes of Nerds in the City. You can always find us on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nerds in the City. You can also send us emails at nerds in the city podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Leave comments, questions, topics for us to discuss or ways for us to make it better for your listening pleasures. As always, send a nerd, tell a nerd, bring a nerd. All right, everyone have a great week. Peace. <laughs>